0: Welcome to Vitalnomics, the Church Vitality Podcast, a digital arm of the Church Vitality Network. I'm your host, Gary Moritz, and joining me will be today's voices in church revitalization and renewal. This is a place to find spiritual health, active leadership, and finding legacy over longevity. No matter where you are on the revitalization journey, God is writing your story through His church. He's called you to do it. So whatever you do, don't quit. Reach out and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. If you find this episode helpful, share it. If you have some helpful insights on revitalization, let's share them on the show. Now, let's get into today's topic. So glad that you have joined us for yet another great episode. Today, we realized that there's only a few more weeks left before the year ends. And at the end of the year, it approaches fast. It comes around like clockwork. And so the year ends, and at the end of the year, Pastors and spiritual leaders often find themselves in a very unique position. It's usually a time of reflection, evaluation, and a push to finish the year strong and on a high note, but yet this season can bring a ton of mixed of emotions, and they can range from joy to fulfillment to stress and fatigue, but recognizing and addressing these feelings can really help us as pastors and leaders finish the year strong and then enter the new year with a renewed energy And purpose. And so, what I wanted to do in this episode is talk to you about some common emotions that pastors might experience as they navigate the end of the year and ways to overcome them. Now, your emotions, especially if you're a revitalizer, your emotions could be really high right now because you're trying to put together Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays and everything that's coming up. And maybe you're bivocational and you're working another job and you're trying to make all this stuff work, and there's a lot of emotions flying around, but what I want to do is just kind of address the common emotions that pastors may experience as they navigate the end of the year and ways to overcome them. Well, the first grouping of emotions is joy and fulfillment. Now, I don't know about you, but I love when Christmas music starts playing. It just makes me happy. Uh, It really doesn't matter if it's summer. Uh, It doesn't matter what season that it's going on. I just, I love Christmas music and especially traditional stuff like Bing Crosby and really the greats, Nat King Cole. I love that style of music. And so... Many pastors feel a sense of joy and fulfillment as they witness the growth and transformation within the people of their church throughout the year. Maybe you're celebrating baptisms and salvations, and you want to take those wins and embrace those positive emotions by celebrating the wins and milestones achieved. And you want to take time to reflect on the lives that you have had a part in and you've touched and you've seen God change their life through your ministry. And so I want to challenge you to just maybe take the next couple of weeks and I, I want you to just make a list of all the things that you're joyful for and that you've been fulfilled in and just really write those down, journal them, get it, make it a point of saying, you know what? I'm just going to write this stuff down, and I'm just going to thank God for it. You know, join fulfillment, it could be a really important emotional trait to have because for me, I know that keeps me going. The second grouping of emotions that we could face as pastors is, I would just kind of group these as fatigue and overwhelmed. Now, I don't know if you're fatigued or overwhelmed. Um, I was just there a couple of days ago. Uh, I'm not there right now as I'm recording this, but I probably will be in the next couple of days from now. I'll probably hit fatigue wall and the overwhelming wall again. But pastors often experience fatigue, especially towards the end of the year, due to the numerous responsibilities and the emotional weight that we carry. And so we have to combat this by really prioritizing our self-care. And so what I want you to do is, if you're feeling that, I want you to take some time for personal rest, uh, I want you to go and find somebody like support of some type. Maybe it's another leader, another mentor, another elder in your church, like who, whoever it is that you can talk to in confidence and just ask them, hey, I'm feeling really overwhelmed by this right now. Maybe get their insight, or maybe you can even delegate the task to them because they're, they're capable within the congregation. And that could take some weight off for you so that you can rest for the bigger things. And so you want to start slowly and kind of just feel things out. See who's in your circle and just say, you know what, I'm feeling fatigued. I need to rest right now because I know in the next couple of weeks it's going to pick up and it's going to get a little bit crazy with the family holidays and everything, the traveling, all the stuff that tends to go on. And you just want to kind of regroup. You know, a thing that I do is, especially on Mondays, I start slowly and that kind of sounds crazy. So instead of me getting up and ready to go on Monday morning, like really early in the morning, I actually slide into my day, if that makes any sense. So I start slowly and I enter, enter the office maybe sometime between like 9.30 and 10. Uh, I make sure that I go home uh, five o'clock usually. And I just kind of book time with myself to like walk on the treadmill, take stress away, anything I can do to to kind of lower stress level. I use Monday as a really of a thinking day, reflection day, uh, but I am in the office. I know a lot of passers take off on Monday, and, and that's fine. I, I personally don't like Mondays because I view Mondays as kind of the watching the football tape from the game uh, before. And that's just kind of how I think about it. I might get pushback on that, but that's just how I think about things and just kind of evaluate how everything went. And and then I usually take Fridays off because Fridays, honestly, nothing really happens on Fridays uh, families tend to do something more family oriented stuff. If there's something going on on campus, um, it's usually a group or something meeting, and that doesn't involve me. So Fridays are really a time where that's where I just I rest, and I rest my brain, I, I rest everything. So that's crucial. So if you're feeling fatigued and overwhelmed, I want to challenge you to to just take time for personal rest and personal care. And if you have to delegate, delegate. You know, another set of emotions that could kind of come up is this anticipation and hope Uh, right around the time of thanksgiving it's crazy what happens something just kind of switches in people's minds and they tend to get a little bit more antsy for some reason Um, there's a lot of anxiety that rises there's a lot of anticipation for the holidays there's this expression of hope and with the turn of the year comes this sense of anticipation of new things. You know, what's up ahead? There's new intentions, new visions, new goals for the future. People start dreaming a little bit and ideating more. And so I, w- I want you to just to take that time and just recognize that in your life. If if you're feeling anticipation and hope, what I want you to do is I want you to channel that expression of emotion to something that is going to engage you with your congregation to foster a shared vision for the upcoming year. Maybe get people together and create a collective purpose of bringing your minds together. You know, I love the sticky notes, the post-it notes. I love placing them around the, the room and writing a word on it and watching people's creativity just fly. That's something you can do to help you gather thoughts for your team. You can put something, all those thoughts on a Google Doc and, and share them. But if you, there's this anticipation in your church or even in you, you need to write those down. You need to make them pretty clear, get them out on paper, and then kind of dream and pray over them and see what, see what God is, is going to do and how he's going to use you in the next year. But to overcome these, these feelings of this anticipation and finishing the year, I want you to think about some strategies. And so, so what I want to do is I want to share with you just maybe five or six things that I do personally that, that help me foster this kind of supportive community and creating a, a network of support within the people around me. And, and so one of the things that I love doing is fostering a supportive community. And so that can be with a group of people that can be with a group of pastors where you guys come in together a group of leaders a group of youth pastors like whatever it is and you're coming together and the whole point of that is to have this supportive revitalizing community that speaks life into you that's going to strengthen you you're going to be able to share experiences seek advice have this mutual encouragement and you're going to find strength and unity And you're going to find strength in your shared experiences by fostering this supportive environment. So I want to challenge you, if you don't have one, start one. Start small. You probably only need about two to three, four people maybe uh, to just get a small community going where you can build trust. And just start that because as pastors, look, we need each other. We need to hold each other's arms up. So that's something I do. I, I have a different community support groups that go on. And so it's important because we need each other. We want to make sure that we're doing kingdom things together for the kingdom. And so fostering a supportive community is crucial as you come to end of year to process everything. The other thing I want to challenge you to do is prioritize self-care. You know, right around October is really when uh, people start gaining weight because it's interesting because of all the candy. And then from there, you move into Thanksgiving. And then from there, you move into the Christmas cookie season. And before you know it, January comes around and you've gained like 15, 20 pounds. And so that's just the weight problem. But when it comes to just your overall health, you have to prioritize self-care. And so this is important because you and I, we can't pour into an empty cup. And so we have to be filled ourselves so that we can pour what we know into somebody else's cup. And so prioritizing self-care by setting boundaries for 2024, taking breaks when you need to take breaks, engaging in activities that rejuvenate your, your mind, your body, your spirit, and that could be exercising, hobbies, hiking, simply just sleeping in longer. Self-care is crucial for maintaining your well-being especially if you want to finish the year strong and going into the new year. You don't want to go into the new year tired. So make sure that you're prioritizing time off and self-care. The other thing is, number three, if you're taking notes, is to delegate responsibilities. So you don't have to carry the weight alone. And I've realized that a long time ago that you have to delegate tasks to capable individuals for your team to carry things out. Because if people are not capable, it's just going to wind up back in your lap. And maybe you've experienced that before. And really, that's our fault as leaders. When we give somebody something and we haven't done our due diligence and homework to see if this leader can actually carry it, it's just going to come back. It's going to ping pong back into our lap. So you want to empower others to take full responsibility for the task that you've given them. And so fostering this sense of ownership and collaboration is important and you want to get behind that person and delegate that responsibility to them so that it's not on your plate and you want to be there to support them. You want to be there to cheer for them and make sure that the task is complete. Number four would be celebrate achievements. I, I talked about that just a little bit in the front end of this podcast, but you want to celebrate those achievements. So you want to make that big, big list of all the things. Maybe you preach the great message. Maybe you had uh, a thank you card sent to you, like whatever it is, like write those achievements down and just do some personal reflection because these wins really can motivate you to realize things maybe aren't as bad as you think they are. And maybe some leaders get in their head and they think everything's crashing when it's really not. It's a perspective issue. And so celebrate those achievements, write those things down and just thank God for for those wins. And then I'll give you two more. Um, One is to set realistic goals. Everybody loves talking about goals as you move into January. Everybody has like a new future and this is what we wanna do and it's all great. But if you haven't realized it statistically, by week three of January, most of that motivation dies out. And so you want to write down true attainable goals. And so you might have heard of the SMART goals, the acrostic SMART or SMARTER. I mean, those work as long as you stick to them. And so you want to break down the task really into smaller steps and to celebrate as you go along and win through those processes. It's really important because you have to set realistic, achievable goals for a reminder for the year. And so you need to make a a goal sheet that's no more than seven goals, I would say, um, and really write out, okay, what do you want to accomplish when you get to the end of the year? And those are the only seven things you're going to focus on until they're complete. And you're going to drive all your energy and time and money and effort into those seven things until those things come to completion And so set those realistic goals. And then number six is, you know, as you come to the end of the year, this is the time to really revisit your personal calling, uh, the vision for the ministry, what God has for you and where God's called you to go, what God has called you to do and who God has called you to be. And so realigning your goals and objectives to suit those evolving needs in your church and yourself are crucial. So you want to engage as much as possible with people and share the vision for the upcoming year with them. Like, what is God doing in your heart? And how do you bring people along with you to have that shared vision with you that are going to keep you accountable? And you want to foster this sense of collective purpose when you're you're sharing that vision. And so if your current mission doesn't fit your actual mission and you're just tacking on something. You need to shred it and get rid of it or align it. Um, So many times we have our current mission and then we have other people's missions and it kind of gets blurred. And so when you're resetting your vision, you want to make sure, one, it's it's big enough where you need a team and then your mission is what you're going to stay focused on. So it's like the what and the why. And so if you know where you're going and how you're going to get there, God's going to do incredible things in you. And so when you come to the end of the year, you really want to make sure that you are ready to go, that you find rest, that you have a renewed vision, and then God will do greater things. And so as a pastor, finishing the year strong is about accomplishing tasks and nurturing your well-being for you and your congregation. And so by acknowledging the emotions and strategies that you're trying to figure out and and the overwhelmingness of the challenges that you may be facing, listen, you can lead with resilience, purpose, and inspiration into the new year. And so remember, you want to finish strong, and it's not just about reaching the destination, but it's about the journey and the lessons that you've learned along the way. I've just released a new resource. It's actually on Amazon It's called Reboot. And so you can look that up, Reboot. And this small book is a way to help leaders process their feelings just with questions. Now, it's not a book that you actually read. It's a book that you write in. And what I've done is is I've taken a series of questions that I've asked myself through the years, and I've put this into really a question on the top of the page, and the rest of the page is blank. And it's your job to fill in everything in there. You can doodle in it. You can write your thoughts. You can write your wins and really process, okay, how did my year go? What were my milestones? What were my mistakes? Like how do I overcome the pitfalls and how do I look towards the potentials of the new year? And so if you have an Amazon account and you want to download that, um, you could go and download it. It's on digital, but you can also get a hard copy, which I totally recommend that you do. It's not very expensive at all. And I kept it cheap so that many leaders can just start the journaling process. But when you finish your year, you want to finish strong so that you can reboot into the next year. And so as we close this short podcast, I wanted to give you just these thoughts just to think about, just kind of wet your appetite a little bit and maybe stir in you the greatness that God's already doing and just remind you that God is doing great things in you and through you and that don't give up no matter how you're feeling. Remember, you're gonna finish your year and so finish strong because greater things are up ahead. Well, that's all I got. So thank you so much for listening to Vitalnomics and just taking a short amount of time out of your schedule to listen to this podcast. And I also have some links in there for you to download, things to process through. So go on and download those right in the message notes. And we will see you on the next podcast.